0: We are back with episode six of season four of The Amazing Race. This is Sadie and Jessica, and I didn't get the air date. Did you get it? July 3rd, 2003. Mm. Last episode, we were in Amsterdam, and we had Millie and Chuck do the fast forward last episode, so they are the first to leave at 2.25 a.m., and they get the clue that says fly to Mumbai, India. Make your way to the film city and find gate number one so last episode we thought there was going to be so like we said we knew they were going to be in india in episode seven but we didn't know also episode six (laughs) yeah episode six so two episodes in india that we know of and this was a pretty good episode i think yeah i think so too very different from the european legs that we've seen so far yeah it gives them kind of like a, a bit of a culture shock yeah for sure um, the next team to depart were John and Al at 3.15, John and Kelly at 3.34, and they get there, They get to the airport, and they find out that there is a direct flight from Amsterdam to Mumbai through KLM that doesn't depart until 10.25, and they're all there like 4 a.m., and they all kind of decide that that's like the best one, and they want to go on that one. Mm-hmm. but reichen and chip arrive at 426 and they leave at 426 oh yeah leave at 426 and monica and sheree leave at 443 all the teams took a cab to the airport except for monica and sheree took a train but it didn't seem to make any real difference no we should just do the last two teams david and jeff left at 505 and tiana jury at 542 I mean, they've got to know when it's, like, these really early morning hours that they're probably going to have to wait for stuff to be open, mm-hmm. which is the case. So, they're all arriving at the airport, and like we said, there was that, they found out there was, like, direct flight on KLM. But Chip and Reichen want to find out if there's something that arrives sooner. And they find a flight through Alitalia that has a layover in Milan that will get them there like, Fifty, like 45 minutes earlier than the direct flight. And they tell Sheree and Monica about this, but they're like, "Mm, we want to stick with the direct flight. Like that just feels safer. And they know a ton of other teams are going to be on that flight too. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to be last or anything. Chip really wants to take that flight with the connection in Milan. He thinks that time period is going to like really give him a heads up and Reichen (laughs) is nervous, but he goes along with it. But everybody else gets on that KLM. Flight. Riken and Chip do end up making that connection in Milan, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> so, Riken and Chip land in Mumbai at 10 55 p.m., and they immediately get into a taxi and tell them to head to Film City. And this is when the major culture shock really happens mm-hmm. or starts for this episode. Riken, well, I guess Chip has traveled or been to India a before. few times before. Mm-hmm. He's like, Sounded I'm used like- to this. It doesn't like affect me anymore. But Riken is like really upset, and he's like crying and stuff because just the the poverty and mm-hmm. the crowding, and it is very very different from. Yeah, there's like so many people. Yeah, I'm just gonna get the information for Mumbai out of the way before we just continue this episode. Okay, so Mumbai is the capital city of the Indian state of Maharashtra. It's the most populous city of India. Guess what the population of Mumbai is. It's it's the sixth most sixth most populous metropolitan area in the world. So the metropolitan area of Mumbai, guess the population. Metropolitan. Okay, like 12 million. Higher. 30 million. 23 million. Ooh, that's that's insane. a lot. <laughs> so Mumbai lies on the west coast of India and it has a very deep natural harbor so it's been A place of like economic center through all throughout history because of like its location and its harbor and things like that it's a financial capital of India and Bombay was changed to Mumbai in 1996 so a lot of people still refer to it as Bombay but it's Mumbai Hmm. Um, it was the British who gave the city the English name Bombay in the 17th century In 1996, the government decided to change it to Mumbai. It means Mumba. Mumba means Maha. Anyways, it means mother. Mother and Maritai. So it's like mother something. So Bombay Bombay or Mumbai is made of seven islands and they were under control of... uh, So for centuries the seven islands were under the control of successive indigenous rulers and then it was ceded to the Portuguese and then then to the East India Company in 1661, and it's crazy to me. It says it was ceded to the East India Company in 1661 through the dowry of Catherine Braganza when she was married to Charles II of England. Like it was like they gave their the whole pr- country. Yeah, to- this the whole city. Like it was their property to give to somebody for her dowry of marriage. Hmm. It's just crazy that things like that. were thing. Yeah, oh. they just had the they could rule whatever they wanted and give whatever they wanted to whoever they wanted just who they yeah. were able to conquer at the time during the early 20th century mumbai became a strong base for the indian independence movement and upon india's independence in 1947 i mean this was just like a very strong area where they were like supporting the independence of breaking away from the british yeah um, it's home to Bollywood and the Maritai cinema industries. So there's like a lot of... Bollywood is like huge. It, yeah. Like so much money goes through that industry. It's crazy. We don't even understand Bollywood. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Mumbai is the wealthiest city in the country. It also houses Asia's largest slum, which is called Dharavi. And Daravi is a suburb in Mumbai, India, has been considered to be one of the world's largest slums. It's an area of just over 2.4 square kilometers, or just 0.9 square miles, with a population of 1 million. So it's a population density of 717,000 people per square mile. In relation, New York City is only 29,000 people per square mile. So New York City is 29,000, this slum is like 720,000 people per square mile wow like 700,000 more people per square mile than new york city that is very crowded the slum was founded in 1884 during the british colonial era it grew because of the migration of rural indians into the urban mumbai for jobs and things like this and it suffered from many epidemics and other disasters including a widespread plague in 1896 which killed over half the population of bombay wow yeah that's crazy um but even though this area is like you know like the people here are not in very good conditions and stuff like that this area is actually very well known for a lot of its exports it's like the leather capital of the world like a lot of the, a lot of leather is exported from here throughout the world and it says that this area even though it's a slum generates about a billion dollars worth of money every year but the people are in such bad conditions Hmm. i think it's like like i said the this city is like such a stark contrast between the rich rich and poor like the richest people live there and the poorest people live there it looks very crowded very dirty very sad and the people who are the film i mean the the cameramen are very good at catching like Sad scenes, yeah. In this there's a lot of like, a lot of like film stuck in between a lot of the other episodes. The teens are doing what they're doing, and mm-hmm. it's just following the teams. A lot of this episode, it's like showing the place, yeah. And they kind of did this in the first season when they went to India. Mm-hmm. They really want us to see how different it is there, and yeah. definitely the culture shock, but. It affects a lot of these team members or teammates here because they get really upset. Yeah, and very emotional for mm-hmm. a lot of them. Um, anyway, so like we said, Raiken and Chip landed first at 10.55 and get a taxi heading to Film City. And then that direct flight lands at 11.30. So there's only about a 35 minute difference and they're all getting taxis to this place. They all get there and figure out that that place doesn't open until 9.30 the next day. So none of that really mattered at the airport. Nope. Um, you, they get there and there's a clue box at the front gate. It says, make your way to Studio 10 and search the grounds, search the sound stage for your next clue. But it doesn't open until 9.30. So they all choose to sleep outside <laughs> by the gate. And it looks, it doesn't look very... No, it's night like a, just like a concrete slab that they're all kind of just like huddled together, mm-hmm. and they all are really close by each other, huddled together. I bet they're like nervous. Yeah, they said it was kind of like a rough night, lots of dogs, and you know, it, it would have been probably not the very like comfortable night, not the best no, like they've ever had. <laughs> probably not. Well, so nine thirty comes around, and there's like these bikes there that they take to go to the studio. And Jare is walking the bike and so she can't she can't run, she can't ride a bike, <laughs> she, can't, she can't read a map. Yeah. That was, but that her and Tian good. get along much, much better in this episode. Yeah, I don't know what happened if they said something to each other or what, but they're way, way more friendly cohesive. This yeah. yeah. Well, David and Jeff get to the studio first and they kind of like have to just like search through some pillows like on the stage and they find the clue and it is for the detour, which is suds or duds. And suds is to find an outdoor laundromat and then wash like a load of laundry by hand and on one of the pieces of laundry, the clue is like printed on it. And as they clean it, it would be revealed. And then duds is they have to find this crowded market and search through the stalls and then they had to find a sari shop and then search through the saris for also a piece of fabric that has the clue printed on it when we first heard this we were talking because we watched this episode together we were talking about it and i was like i think i would choose duds and i said i would choose suds yeah but when we get into this it's suds suds definitely was quicker Mm -hmm. but duds It wasn't too hard. It was finding the place that was the hardest. Yeah. And that's always kind of like what they do in these really populated, dense cities is Mm -hmm. try and find someplace difficult. So yeah, Suds was the the right one (laughs) to do. And I think Phil said that six out of seven teams chose to do Suds. Mm -hmm. John and Al were the only ones that did Duds. Yeah. But before they get to these places, they have to take the train. Yeah, they have to travel... Well, actually really by bus and then train. It's not very close. No. And they finally get to take their coats off. They're finally in a warm place. So they're like, yeah, it's just like kind of chaotic right here. They're like jumping on moving buses. How do they even know where these buses are going? And then they get to the train station. Sheree and Monica were the only ones that didn't get on a bus. They just like ran the whole way. Yeah, and they couldn't find anybody to talk to them or help them find. They, like, really struggled at this point. Is India, because India's pretty, maybe we even talked about this in season one, like, with Emily and Nancy, they said that nobody would help them because they're women. And we we see this with Tiana too on the train, where mm-hmm. they're, like, just, like, getting fondled and grabbed. And yes, I think that even in these last 20 years, that con- the country has made a huge progress when it comes to like women Mm -hmm. when I was there I was a a woman there alone and I never felt like you know people like look at you I think a lot of people will look at me because I was like a white woman walking around the other thing was like a ton of people spoke English yeah and like basically everybody was speaking English and everybody was nice nobody tried to touch me nobody did anything like rude or anything to me because I was a woman but I wasn't in a place as crowded as this, so... <laughs> yeah, it was It looked wild. Scary. Yeah, so them trying to get on these trains, it, they were so crowded. And people were just, like, hanging out of the doorways. Mm-hmm. And just, like, hopping on and off as the trains were moving. And the trains were fast. Yeah, and they just had to, like, push their way on. And they had their big packs, and they had the camera people behind them. <laughs> and so it would just, like, be super hard, so... Um, John and Kelly and David and Jeff, they missed the first train that they tried to get on because they were, like, trying to find a place to get on, like, with an opening. And they couldn't find one, so they just, like, missed it and then had to catch the next one. And then Millie and Chuck try to get on, and, like, Millie gets on, and she's, like, in the crowd of people inside the train, and Chuck is just, like... Yeah, he's not being (laughs) aggressive at all. And all these people are just, like pushing past him, and he's, like, letting him go. and he, I'm like, he's you're like, going to get left. Millie is going to leave, and you're going to be standing there on the platform. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Millie, I can't get on. She's like, you have to. I cannot get off. Like, you <laughs> get on. He's basically just hanging off the he, Yeah, edge. he's, like, hanging outside the door. Yeah. And then the whole thing with Tiana and Juri, just, like, mm-hmm. they said they're getting... Somebody grabbed Juri's boob, and, like, Tian gets her butt pinched and stuff like that. Everybody's, like, fondling them. <sighs> they're, just, like... It would That would be really scary, like that Yeah, feeling and being so... That was probably what, just like feeling that you had to like stay close to your friend. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably what changed their attitude. Yeah, they were very supportive of each other mm-hmm. in that moment, which was good. Yeah. Well, so <sighs> talking about the trains, <laughs> it said, I was just kind of curious. It said, India has a poor record when it comes to rail safety <laughs> through the number of deaths from train accidents... It declines steadily every year, but it said in 2021, more than, more than 16,000 people were killed. Wow. And there were nearly 18,000 railway accidents. That's crazy. I wonder how many people died in a train accident in the U.S., mm-hmm. probably like five. This article says every hour, two people die by falling off the train or get run over by a train in India. Wow. I'm, I don't doubt it though. No, Literally so much that, of this, they were jumping off when it was going fast or jumping on when it was going fast. Like wow. people probably just like fall into the train tracks all the time from just like from being pushed. That's wild. So when I was in India, <laughs> there was this point where I was going to travel from one city to another by train because it was like cheap, you know, I, but I was by myself and let me see how long, how far apart these cities were. Okay, so it was, like, a nine-hour train ride Mm. from where I was supposed to go to the other place. And the more I thought about it and the more that I saw, like, those trains, I, like, a few days leading up ahead of it, I was, like, going to get my ticket, preparing to go. I was, like, so scared. I literally called dad (laughs) from India and I'm like, (laughs) can you please buy me a plane ticket? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so he like sent me some money and i bought a plane ticket instead of took the train because i was so scared to do that by myself for yeah. nine hours and i'm so glad how much I did. was the plane ticket it was only like two hundred dollars and yeah. it was a small plane they were kind Worth of like smaller it, airports for but sure. i was like i cannot do that i cannot <laughs> i was oh like my gosh yeah. really scared so Thankfully, my dad... He was like, yes, of course, I'll send you the money. I do not want you on that train. (laughs) Please do not get on a train in India for nine hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Yeah, he always comes to the rescue. (laughs) His adult daughters still are like, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. So Chip and Reichen get off the train first, and they go to this laundromat. They... I mean they do it they find it it doesn't look like a fun task Mm-mm. it does look pretty dirty and crowded but... so all these teams like take off their shoes and they get into these big like tubs of water and i just that makes me so like nervous dirty water is really bad like what if they got cut they literally could like lose a lake i don't know that just really scares me we were watching it together and i was like i would never do that i would not get in well, I, the water looked clean when they got in. I didn't think it did look clean. Like none of it looked clean. It. I just. It, it. was. But and also, water in India is just not clean. Clean water is not clean. Yeah. In India. Well, they're not gonna do something that's gonna like <laughs> kill people. But it could. Kill- <laughs> if they got cut and got an infection in their leg or something like that, or that scary oh, train. I don't know. This episode, I really felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm surprised they're, like, letting them do these things. Yeah. I'm surprised they're letting them get on that train. I'm surprised they're letting them get in that water. Yeah, that train was a liability for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> so Kelly and John show up. They're the third one there after Chip and Rikin and David and Jeff. And somebody splashes Kelly and some water lands in her mouth. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's growing on me. I, they're mm-hmm. they're. Mean to Millie and Chuck. Just this episode, they were growing on me. They didn't even, like, interact with Millie and Chuck or mention one thing yeah. about them. So I like them when they're They not seem talking. to, like, have fun together. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of silly and, like, don't take things too seriously. But, like, they're still competitive. I don't know. I'm still... We're still deciding on that one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but Chip, Chip and Riken finish first. Um, And the clue says to go to the... Indo Universal Engineering at Sassoon Docks, and so they leave. David and Jeff leave. Kelly and John leave, and Millie and Chuck show up, and they just like they they don't know where to find the load of clothes, and they just like start throwing people's clean clothes (laughs) into the the water, and they were people were like, "What are you doing?" Because there's like a bundle right outside the front door with Mm -hmm. a red and yellow tag tying it shut, and. They, like, walk right past it. So, yeah, she starts doing somebody else's clothes, and they, like, grab it right from her and, like, looking at her, like, you are a crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Close your mine. And they finally get the right one, but that was so funny. And they're, like, super frustrated with each other. I don't know. So, Millie is in the water, like, up to her knees in this dirty water scrubbing, and Chuck is just kind of, like, he's out in the dry searching through the it's kind of, it's like their situation, how it has always been. Millie is trying to do stuff quick and fast, get down and dirty and do it. And Chuck is kind of always just like lollygagging behind and just like, well, I don't know, you know. Yeah, he's like checking the pieces of fabric before he gives them to her. And she's like, get in here and wash these things with me. And he's like, well, I'm checking them over here. And But then we go to John and Al and they're finding the sari shop. Mm, and that's all I have about that because then we so Millie finds the clue John and Elle they find their clue like they had a hard time finding the shop Mm -hmm. but actually going through the saris didn't seem that bad yeah but at this point Monica and Cherie still haven't even got on the train yeah they just got off a bus and -hmm. they still have to buy a train ticket and ride the train and all these teams have finished the detour and I (laughs) I really wanted to see how they handled the train, but it didn't even show us. Well, and their train, they were on it for like a second, like showing them, and it didn't seem nearly as crowded as Oh, that's true. Is. That's right. Yeah, and they're saying like, I mean, being wives of professional athletes, like we live in a nice house, nice places. We haven't, we don't have to deal with stuff like this. So mm-hmm. this was definitely not their favorite place. Mm-hmm. Definitely like a shock for them. So they're just getting to the laundromat as, like, the last, the rest of the teams are on their way to the pit stop or, like, finishing up the not roadblock. The, the, oh, sorry. On their way to the roadblock. Yeah. So I thought, so when the teams were leaving the detour to get into a, t- a cab, the teams that left Suds, they're like, how long is it? And they're like, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But John and Al that left Duds, it said it was only 20 minutes. Yeah. So even though it's hard so it, was behind, it was closer. Chip and Riken and David and Jeff get to the docks about the same time at this what was it called the Sassoon docks. Mm-hmm. And the clue is a roadblock. Who feels like the catch of the day? I missed the little <laughs> sentence. So okay. The catch of the day. So the team member has to enter the fish market, find a vendor and get 20 palai fish and carry them back to the market manager in a basket to get the clue the palai fish they look like tuna yeah kind of i guess and like there's other fish mixed in in the pile so they have to make sure they get the right one yeah yeah 20 of them And Jeff and Chip decide to work together, and they, like, get it done pretty quick. And they pick up the baskets of fish to carry on their heads, and there's just, like, nasty fish water dripping down their bodies. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting a tuna fish shower water. (laughs) And it literally, yeah, they look drenched. Yeah. It's fish water, dead fish water. It looks awful. (laughs) But they do it quickly, and they get all the right fish the first time. All 20 right, correct fish. They did it really fast, it looked like. Mm-hmm. They get the clue from the market manager. It says, make your way to the pit stop, which is the gateway of India. The last team to check in will be eliminated. Um, They leave. So Chip and Riken technically get the clue first. David and Jeff are right behind them. But they actually get a taxi first, but not that much sooner. Anyway, it's like a taxi race. And they're like passing each other down the road and they get dropped off outside the gateway of india and now they're like racing on foot basically but david and jeff do get there first mm-hmm. so they are team number one and they win a seven night cruise to alaska on royal caribbean and chip and rekin are like right behind them so they hear that they get a prize and then they step on and our team number two mm-hmm. i was just looking up this gateway of india Thing. So it's a arch monument. It was built in the early 20th century. It was erected to commemorate the landing of King Emperor George V, who's the first British monarch to visit India in December 1911. <laughs> so India's been under British rule for like 300 years and nobody's ever visited them until 19. 19- yeah, let's see. Something. It was oh, it was only under British rule from 1858 to 1947, but still it took them like 60 years to go visit um but king george v he's like queen elizabeth's grandpa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it was the place in 1948 where the last british troops left the country after they were independent Hmm. so it's very that history of india is like i would love to learn more about it yeah just its independence and how it was under british control and I just watched The Crown, and so mm-hmm. what's... And, like, Pakistan was part of India, was that British-ruled India. Pakistan wasn't... Well, not even a country. A country until they split when Brit- the British left. But they're, like, the Muslim majority are in Pakistan, and the Hindu majority are in India, and they split it that way because there was a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. For... over the different religions? Mm-hmm. I could be... I... I'm, somebody could tell me I'm wrong about some of those things, but that's what I've learned. <laughs> Where are we at, Chuck? Okay. Chuck and Millie are yeah. at the roadblock, and yeah. Chuck says he'll do the roadblock. Road, <laughs> road block. Wow. But he gets like some of the fish wrong, so he has to go back. And Millie, <laughs> Millie's calling him Chucky. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Chucky, I think <laughs> of Rugrats or oh, you the, know the, the evil, evil doll. doll. Yeah. So. That's just a horrible nickname but yeah it's a horrible nickname <laughs> <laughs> and then Tian shows up and she does the roadblock and this I'm pretty sure she's done every roadblock mm-hmm I don't know if Jerry's done one yeah. maybe maybe one um but she like does it so fast. she's great at it she does yeah really good. <laughs> so it's good she did it I think she would just yell at Jerry the whole time and they wouldn't be getting along anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. the clowns show up and John, we figured out which one is which. John is like the shorter one with the lighter hair. Yeah, his hair looks like a rectangle. Yeah. And then Al is like the darker hair. Yeah. A little bit taller. So like we said, Chuck had to go back and get ten more fish. When John drops his off, his off, he has to get twelve more of the correct fish, and Tian has to go get back and get six Six more. more. But then back at the pit stop. The third team to check in are Kelly and John. Those other teams are getting their clues and being told to go to the pit stop and stuff. They're getting their taxis. <laughs> John, the clowns. I am. I really just want to point this out because we've said it a few times. Because John says rapidito or something like that. Rapidito. Yeah, rapidito. Ra- and Al was like, rapido does not mean fast in every language. And John's like, yeah, I know, but... Thank you. I'm, like, so glad somebody said that, especially in a country where they speak English. Yeah. Like, for the most part. Like, just say, can you hurry? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Rapidito, even. It's not even rapido. Rapidito. What does that even mean? Go fast a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit fast. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I don't know. But I'm just glad that somebody said that, because that is seriously, like, one of the things throughout the whole... Stretch of the series is, like, when they're just anywhere and Mm -hmm. they say Rapido. But, okay. (laughs) So team number four to check in are Millie and Chuck. And then these last few teams, Cherie and Monica show up out of nowhere. They were so far behind. And then they did the roadblock fast or something. Because the way they edited this made it seem like all three teams were racing to the finish. Yeah. I feel like they that it was probably not as close as it, they made it look like it was. I don't think it could have been. They were literally were looking for that train forever. Yeah. Not literally forever because <laughs> because then they was still, they there, still looking for the train. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I think it was just editing cuz it did make it seem like um t- Tiana Dre, John and Al and Monica and Cherie were like all like kind of trying to find it at the same time and showing up, but John and Al were team six. And I think they thought that they were eliminated, because I don't think any of them even saw Monica and Sheree, mm-hmm. So they probably thought that they were ahead. Yeah, it, the way they reacted when Phil said they were team number six, they were so surprised. Mm-hmm. And because they were kind of racing Tian yeah. and Jerry, Yeah, so they, they knew like- they were behind them. They saw them check in, and they're like, oh, no. Like, they were, like, upset. Yeah. Yeah. They were very surprised. In a good way. Whoa. Well, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> so, and that means that Monica and Cherie are last, and they are eliminated. I feel like we didn't even really see, like, see much of them this, leg. Like. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't focus on like how far behind they were Mm -hmm. or it just, it just all happened so fast. Like I, every, everybody else was like really close together, I think. Mm -hmm. And it just was all kind of chaotic in general. I feel like the, the airport stuff is always interesting because people are like, you know, but I feel like trying to strategize this episode, they spent too much time on the airport stuff. Yeah. Cause it didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. And there was a lot going on in India when they got there. Yeah, and we hardly saw Monica and Sri, but yeah, they're eliminated. They're emotional, and they said that they like became closer. And but they also said that India was not their cup of tea, (laughs) so (laughs) it was a little bit harder for them. They're like, we cannot wait for this leg to be over. Mm -hmm. So their race statistics: their average was five point three. They took 4th, then 10th, then 2nd, 4th, 5th, 7th. So they didn't do bad. The second leg, they were almost eliminated. Mm -hmm. But then they did pretty good. And then post-race, well, now, 20 years later, (laughs) Cherie is now 52, and she divorced that NFL player that she was married to and is now remarried to somebody that looks... Very much not like a football player. <laughs> He's like a white guy that wears glasses. He looks like a film director or something. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, wow, that was a different change. Interesting. But she has grandkids and like she posts pretty often on her Facebook and Instagram and looks like they travel and um, like some of her kids also play football. She loves her grandkids and she was on a reality show on VH1 called Atlanta X's. Hmm. back in 2014 so it was a show that like followed the lives of women in Atlanta that were married to famous men Hmm. but are now divorced from them so also on that show was the ex-wives of Usher, CeeLo Green, Kevin Hart, and Neo so some pretty famous people Hmm. and Monica is now 50 she's a realtor in Georgia and she has like a ton of pictures on Facebook with her and her kids but none of her with a husband so she might be divorced too but I can't confirm or (laughs) deny I don't know and there's not like a whole lot about her and I looked through a few pictures to see if like they like commented on each other's Facebook stuff and I couldn't find any so I don't know if they are still friends or still close but I hope they are and I really liked them I was sad that they were going to be that they were eliminated. Mhm. Yeah, I'm going to miss them cuz they were nice and they were just they like tried hard. Yeah. Just even tempered, you know. Mhm. seemed to get along with everybody and each other and sometimes things just don't work out though. And we know we're going to be in India, probably, I mean, at least one more leg. So, this is episode six. We're done with the first half of the season. So, now we're down to six teams, and we still have three non-elimination legs. And who do you think is going to be in the top three at this point? Raikkonen and Chip. Yeah. Um, David and Jeff. Okay. And... And John, John and Al. oh Oh, no, <laughs> like all think. the th- the male teams. I don't yeah. think the clowns are going to go to the top three. John and Kelly. I I don't want all those male teams to go to the top three. But all we have left is Tiana and Jury, and then Millie and Kelly. Mhm. It's all men left. Yeah. I <clears throat> sorry. I definitely don't think Tiana and Jury are making it to the top three. No. If they, they do, that's great. But I don't think they can. No. Yeah. Definitely Riken and Chip. I'm gonna say Millie and Chuck and David and Jeff. That's my guess. Who do you yeah. think's gonna win? I I don't remember, so Riken and Chip, maybe. It's just they have they play dirty and they're smart and they're physically fast fit and yeah get along with each other. Yeah. So they have all the things you need to win. <laughs> yeah. They were much more tolerable this episode mm-hmm. as well. Everybody seemed to be a little bit more chill. I Was it like Oh, well, we got to stop being petty because like, yeah, like look at how these people live. We got to stop being dumb because (laughs) we are very lucky people to be racing for $1 million. Yeah, maybe a free trip around the world. It would definitely put it in perspective for Mm -hmm. sure. So anyway, so we have this first batch done. Thank you guys for listening, but come back in two weeks when we release the next batch And you'll want to come back because our episode 7, the first episode when we come back for the second half, is going to have a very exciting surprise. A very (laughs) special thing is going to be upon us. Yeah. So any of you who are Amazing Race fans are going to love this surprise. And we hope that we can get it all out in time because we're actually going on a cruise to Alaska in between Mm -hmm. when this batch comes out and the second batch comes out. So... But we will. We'll do it. We can edit on the cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be working on our on our vacation. Even though this isn't like work. This is just fun for us. This, yeah, this is just fun. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you guys back in a couple weeks for episode seven. Stay tuned. Thanks. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Amazing Rewatch, or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.